This podcast is brought to you by Stella Artois. When you're planning to enjoy everything Houston has to offer, especially all the great restaurants in our city, start with Estella. Whether you're going to eat with friends or solo, start with Estella. Stella Artois. Enjoy responsibly. Welcome to What's Eric Eating, Culture Map's bi-weekly look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor, Eric Sandler. This is the episode where I have a conversation with people in the hospitality world I think you will want to learn more about. For that, I am joined by two of the people behind the Hotel Lucene, a new boutique hotel opening next month in Galveston. Ladies, let me introduce you separately so that people can hear your voices. Keith Jacoby, co-founder. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for doing this. Chef Leela Ortiz, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having us. I appreciate you doing this. Keith, let me start with you. Just kind of start at the beginning. I mean, talk a little bit about the the inspiration for the the Hotel Lucene. What What inspired you and your partners to open a a boutique hotel in Galveston. Sure. Yeah. So I am, um, I'm of that, that group that is a BOI from Galveston. So born on Island and, uh, grew up here as a child and, you know, really loved the hospitality industry, loved everything that, you know, I got to experience and then left for many years, um, lived in several places and, like many came back for family reasons and circumstances. And, you know, my husband and I were here for a little while. And my husband, having been in hospitality real estate prior, my background's really in lifestyle branding and consumer products. Um, but we were here for a while and we kept driving by this gorgeous building that was in a bit of disrepair, like, you know, like many historical buildings and just felt like it really could be something magical here on the island. And after many, many, many attempts with the previous owners to, um, you know, potentially purchase the property during COVID, you know, one of the bright spots in COVID for us was being able to purchase this property and there was an opportunity for it to um, to change hands. The owner at the time was, you know, working on other projects and ready to move on. So, you know, the inspiration was really my husband and I have been talking about doing something together for 10 years. Um besides just having children, because we have many children. <laughs> um, <laughs> we thought maybe let's do something, you know, creative in a different way. And I think, you know, we both have very different competencies and felt like our marriage could survive working together. And so far it has. Um, and then our other partner, Robert Marcus, is actually my best friend from childhood growing up. It's her husband. They also happened to be living here during COVID. They were here from New York. And so... He had been in hospitality, real estate, opening boutique hotels in other areas of the country. And it just, you know, kind of magically came together in that way. But, you know, the real inspiration was I love Galveston. I think that it's an incredible place for hospitality currently. And I felt that we could add a slightly different perspective and kind of bring something, um, you know, that's a, a, a marriage of all our past. Right. We've lived multiple places, but this kind of coming home back to Galveston and back to Texas was it was the inspiration that, you know, we needed to come together for this project. Yeah, because, I mean, when I think about kind of the hotels that exist in Galveston, you know, you've got 
the San Luis and the Galvez, which are really big and really grand and kind of historic. You know, I kind of like the Tremont up on the strand. It's a little, it's okay. it's a little smaller. It's got that cool rooftop bar. And then there's just a lot of kind of generic y chain national, nothing, nothing yeah. very distinguished. And so it, it does seem to me like there is there is a space for something that sort of matches the in some ways kind of the luxury of of the bigger places, but with like a more intimate kind of environment. And so I, I I'm I've been really intrigued by the Lucene ever since you you announced it for for those reasons. Yeah, and I think this is a mid-century pro- uh, property. It was, you know, it was created in 1962. Was that part of that motor court era? Dave and I lived in Las Vegas for several years, and I think we kind of caught that mid-century bug that you that you can get with architecture. And so when we saw this property, we just felt like, wow, what an opportunity to bring a mid-century modern commercial space into the mix in Galveston. You don't really see that. You see a lot of historic um, earlier 1900th century, like the Galvez or the Tremont. Um, And so we just felt that was a huge opportunity and a a white space in the market. It's also very in line with places that we personally were saying, you know, I think we're all big fans of, of Bunkhouse and Liz Lambert and Taurus and, you know, other properties like that around the country. And we felt like Galveston really deserved, um, you know, an entry into that. It's a, a very weird, quirky, Placed, you know, I always like to say that Galveston is a complicated woman in all the best ways possible. But you know, you really, I think we felt like this would be something, you know, slightly left of center and and a a new perspective for folks that maybe have either been to Galveston before or haven't, but have a certain idea in their head of what it might be. We we felt we could show them something, you know, something new and interesting, and you know that that fits in well with what's currently here. I think people are doing a great job, but this is definitely a different feel in terms of architecture. Well, and and I do think you bring that that credibility because I know that Galvestonians are a little bit suspicious of outsiders. There is that culture of BOI, you know, born on the island, and and you have that. So I think I think that's you know as silly as it sounds, I think that's really important. It is, yeah, and I I think that you have to be able to straddle the line of I'm from here, but I also spent many years away, so I can to a degree speak two languages, and I think that that's really helpful. And I I think that you're being kind when you say that we're not trustful of outsiders. I think that that is huge, and I think when when folks come in from out of town, particularly in hospitality, there is a tendency to to push back, and I, I do think that that sentiment is changing. I think that that you know. I think that we're starting to evolve past that where, you know, we're welcoming, you know, people to come in, but it is an Island that scarcity mentality is real. And so, you know, I, I think that it's an advantage for us that, that I did grow up here. All right. Chef Lula, let me, let me bring you in on this. I mean, I, I met you when you were working at, at UB preserve. Yes, uh, yes. I know you, you also worked in, in New York for, for David Chang at, at the part of the Momofuku group, but, but talk a little bit about talk a little bit about your background as a as a culinary professional and kind of what what led you to to think that uh, coming to Galveston was the right next move for your career. Um, so I won't go all the way back because that'll be way too long. But um, I'll yeah, start. Give us from... the give us the give us the two or three minute version of that. Answer. Two or three minute version. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll start from I graduated the Culinary Institute of America up in New York, and after that. I, I traveled around a bit and um, studied and worked abroad in Australia. I spent a little bit of time in China as well. And just, 
I come from a multicultural background as, as well. So that kind of inspired me in the culinary area. And then when I was looking more to settle down and start really uh, pushing my career, I went to New York City and started working for Momofuku and David Chang. Uh, spent a couple of years there. That was a majorly important career move in my life. I've met people that uh, I still know to this day and still talk to, Nick Wong being one of them. Um, and then after that, I moved to Houston to continue education and getting my master's in business because the dream is to open a restaurant. So want to learn more of the business side. Uh, worked for Underbelly down here with Chris Shepard and spent a little bit of time during the pandemic in the front of house learning learning all things front of house at Blue Dorn uh, and decided to, that was great. I loved it. It was a wonderful experience. It's actually helped me a lot in this project, just kind of melding those two, uh, those two areas together to create best service. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I actually moved from downtown Houston like a year ago. I wanted to smell the fresh air, have a yard, all of those good things. Um, and it was kind of, it was kind of a midpoint of where I live of between Galveston and Houston. And I had already been working probably four years in Houston. I was like, let me just, I had heard Hotel Lucene was starting up. The project looked like something right down my alley, something I'd be very interested in. Uh, and so I reached out to Justin Yu, who I've known for the past four years in and out, just like us touching base. Uh, and he brought me onto the project and here we are now. Yeah. Keith, say something nice about, about Chef Leela. What's it been like kind of working with her to get this project off the ground? Because we should say, I mean, there's, there's quite a bit of dining on the property. There's, there's the fancy, which is kind of your, your signature restaurant. There's the den, which is kind of the everyday restaurant. Uh, there's going to be food around the pool, right? So I think you, you've got you've got a, several different venues to kind of satisfy. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I can't say enough good things about Chef. Uh, she's she's incredible, right? And she's a boss, man. I mean, she's going to do amazing things here. And I think you know, for me, I have worked predominantly in female-led businesses, and so it was really important for me to see you know women in positions of you know, control here. And I think that especially in hospitality, you don't see that as much on the real estate side, certainly. And I think even on the food and beverage side, which is kind of ironic considering, you know, when you look at consumer spending, 70% of consumer spending around hospitality is by women. So, you know, when you have that female eye, I think that's going to be of huge importance here. And I also just think she has a fresh perspective on things. I think she's extremely thoughtful when we're thinking about, you know, vendor sourcing, and just everything that goes into her dishes, you feel, you know, you feel the love. And I, I think she's an incredible talent. I also think this is a great launch pad for her. And I, you know, want to support her throughout her career. But as she said, it's a great, great learning opportunity to see all sides of the business. So I just, I, I can't say enough good things just from a creativity standpoint and from a leadership style. It's very aligned with my values and those of my husband and, and our other partner, Robert. And I think she's built an incredible team over here. I think you know, one thing I'll say too, is we've been lucky to work just with incredible partners all around throughout this process from, 
you know, from the branding side, from the design side, from the food and beverage side, you know, everyone that's touched this project is, you know, the kind of folks that have a really high give a shit factor. No, you can say that, that we allow that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's number one for me, you know, are these the people I'm going to be here every day? This is my hometown, right? Like this is so important to me from a heart and soul perspective. And I felt that from Leela from day one. I mean, you know, that her energy just, it comes right off of her. And I think you'll feel it in her dishes as well. So. All right. Well, let's, let's kind of go through these, these three different dining venues. I, I, I do want to talk about the fancy a little bit. It's, it's presented as fine dining ish. So, so tell me a little bit about about what that means and kind of what we can what we can expect from the fancy. Well, my background and what I look for and what is makes me passionate about food is I I love just like flavor and making sure that it's all about, you know, the experience. These dishes is like we want to use those techniques that you know develop and elevate those dishes but nothing that almost seems like it's turning up its nose to you so in terms of that it's like very french technique based but i throw a lot of uh i guess the best word you could say is quirkiness into it of melding my background of latin and asian flavors uh just subtle ways to put that in there that you like a unique perspective on dishes. So give me, give me a couple of specifics. I mean, what, what are maybe one or two dishes that you're just really excited about serving to people? Um, I would say we have our heritage uh, chicken and dumplings, kind of a play off of like how you would have a Southern chicken and dumplings. But uh, I use uh, gyoza wrappers instead of any pasta and I stuff it with, ground chick- chicken, mushroom duxel, and a little bit of fresh oregano that's served with a brown butter demi sauce. So it's kind of a play off of like chicken and dumplings, but not the way you expect. Yeah, it's all, but it, and it's it's also like kind of a riff on uh, beef wellington, right? With the, with the mushrooms. A little bit, a little bit. And then uh, we also have our tuna and serrano chips. So basically I take uh, house-made potato chips that I toss in bonito powder. And then I serve it in a nice big pile that I layer uh, serrano ham on, as well as thinly cured tuna slices and a little bit of fried rosemary on top. So it's really some ingredients that I'm very passionate about, and I just use it in a different way that I necessarily haven't used before. And then, Keith, just just more broadly, how do you sort of see the fancy? I mean, is this this an amenity for hotel guests? I mean, do you want you know, UTMB faculty taking people there for recruiting visits. I mean, like, how does that, how does it fit into the the Galveston restaurant mix? Yeah. I mean, I think this is a restaurant for locals and visitors alike. I, I think in a place like Galveston, if you cannot satisfy the local contingency, you, you really won't survive. There's a seasonality to this town. And also I, you know, I, I kind of live by that motto for the property as a whole you know, if it's if it's not a great place to live, then it's not a great place to visit. And so I want folks that, you know, they need to populate this property just as much as visitors, because I think that gives it the true charm and the true authenticity that we're trying to achieve. So, you know, certainly we want folks from UTMB and from the school district and from the hospitality industry. You know, we, we want to pull everyone who's local to come and try this property. I think it also provides 
um, you know, in addition to what we currently have as a selection for a night out. And I think that that's always a good thing. And I'm hoping, you know, that there will be more, right? The, the goal of this project is that it will hopefully incite other folks to come down, you know, open restaurants, open other hospitality components. We can't survive on our own. And I, I've never had that mentality. I think the pie should get larger, hopefully. And that's what we're trying to achieve. But yeah, we want folks to come down from League City. I think, you know, from Houston, I think it's an easy trip down, you know, even if you're not staying the night, of course, we hope you will. We have a hotel. So that's, that's the goal. We'd love to give you some cocktails and have you, you know, spend the night and enjoy, enjoy the property as a whole, but the fancy, you know, along with the den and the roof, it's accessible to those staying at the hotel and and those that are just visiting and those that live here. So. Yeah. So, so Leela, talk a little bit about the den. I mean, how is that, how have you sort of conceived of that menu and, and how is it distinct from the fancy? I think the best way to state it is it's a little bit more of a comfortable dining environment. It in no way is like comparable of you're comparing to like apples and oranges sort of situation. Like they still have the same level of quality, but it's really just uh, where the fancy is sit down dinner. This is something that you can enjoy by the pool, the pergola, as well as inside uh, with a cup of coffee or a cocktail. Um, so that's that's where it differs a bit. You know, it's so funny when I when I go to hotels, I I may be stealing this actually from a, a David Chang podcast, but you sort of judge you judge like like hotel dining and room service by like the burger and the club sandwich. So yep. <laughs> do you have a burger and do you have a club sandwich? I have a burger and I don't have a club sandwich, but I do have something that's a little bit more closer to my heart. I have a moho chicken sandwich. It kind of eats like in the middle of a banh mi and a Cuban. Um, I have my Latin background is Puerto Rican. Um, so mojo verde is something that we use. I have layers of Fontina cheese in there, um, braised chicken thighs at Dijon and some fresh cilantro and carrots. So it's it's definitely, we do have a nice sandwich, I must say. <laughs> Delicious. And then Keith, I mean, what is the, what is kind of your vision for the, the guest experience? I mean, I, you know, I got a, a kind of sneak peek at some photos. It, it seems like, it, it seems like it's all kind of oriented around the pool, but, but I, but, but maybe just sort of what are, what are your aspirations for kind of how you want people to sort of interact with the property? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's an intimate property. I'll just say that up front. You know, it's not, it's not a large property. It's 61 rooms. And then, you know, we've got over 300 food and beverage seats. So it's a lot in one space. So I think, you know, we want people to understand when they come, this is a place where you're going to, you know, rub elbows and hug necks, right? It's not a a large grand property where you're going to have a ton of privacy, but that was always the goal in the sense that we wanted it to feel like an elevated house party that your weird aunt was throwing, right? I mean, that was the idea. I mean, certainly you can have your own space, but I, I think that that's my hope that people will, you know, obviously interact with others. We're not going to force that upon you, but just knowing that the space is intimate, you know, the pool, it is a courtyard centric property from the room perspective. Everything looks out into the pool. Everyone has a view of the pool. Um, But I think, you know, we were just talking about the den. And I think the thing about the den, it's somewhere that we want people to come and, you know, whether you're local or visiting, come and have a coffee. I mean, Chef Lila's got some incredible items on the breakfast menu. 
you know, it's somewhere where you can come for lunch, whether that's for business or for pleasure. It's somewhere you can have a drink in the afternoon, somewhere that you can put together. You know, I like to say it'd be like my favorite place to compile a group of tapas or snacks, right? Like it's that you can build the dinner or you can come and have a drink before dinner and have an app, like however you want to use it. It's a, it's a very dynamic space. And then, you know, come late night, right? Come late night, grab a cocktail. You know, I, I think that that's going to be something exciting about that space. And unlike a lot of, of hotel properties, because of the way the property lays out, it's very easy to park and pop right in. It doesn't, you're not walking through some massive lobby, right? You're not having to ballet and, you know, there's a lot, there's no barrier to entry here. This is just like going into a local joint down the street. It's a very neighborhood feel. And then the rooftop, I mean, we're incredibly lucky there besides the poop deck, which is a very different vibe. And I love <laughs> it is, um, you know, that's a dive bar in Galveston for those who don't know. Um, it's really the only roof deck property on the seawall. So you've got this great vista of the ocean and albeit it's, it's the Gulf of Mexico for, for its beauty and its charm, but it's still the beach, you know, and you're still looking out over the water at sunset and you can't beat it with a, a fantastic cocktail in your hand. So I'm hoping that people will come experience the whole property and, and hopefully leave here having chatted up a couple of folks they didn't know beforehand. Yeah. And you're still smelling the salt air, right? Like that, that kind of sets the atmosphere for me as much as anything when you, you know, when you park down on the seawall and you get out of the car and you just, you smell that, that salt air, you're like, okay, yeah, this is, I'm somewhere different. This is, this is not just, you know, this is not Houston anymore. For sure. And, and then just, you know, get a little nitty gritty with me about the rooms. I mean, what kind of amenities can people expect when they stay at the Hotel Lucene? Yeah. So, I mean, the rooms are, you know, it's smaller in size. Obviously, this was a motor court hotel. And we, we really tried to honor the history of the property and the architecture. There was no changing that. So we've got some really gorgeous rooms. I'm sitting in one now, but um, a ton of, you know, modern design mixed in with the original architecture, um, gorgeous concrete floors. We've got the original tile to the property that's got these like really groovy, fantastic blues and pinks. And so we really tried to re weave in those elements. Um, and I think, you know, all of the upper level rooms have balconies. You can sit out on the balcony, um, you know, really enjoy the property from that perspective. And, and we're just, we're really excited to have people here and obviously get out into those food and beverage outlets that are, that are in the property. It's, it's like experiencing a home is what I would say. You know, you're really, it's like you're going to someone's, I mean, it would be a very large home, but it does feel that way. You know, we've got the Lanai area, which will be open. You know, it'll be used as a private dining room, but also when it's not in use for that, it'll be a lounge area. We've got the den that you can come and lounge in. You've got the pool, pergola. There's lots of spaces to move around and all these kind of intimate little nooks and crannies. And I think that that's something that people will really enjoy about this property. And it's nestled in a really amazing neighborhood. I really always try to push the interior architecture of the island in Galveston. You know, we know we have the beach and we love the beach, but I think the true, you know, really interesting beauty alongside grit is in these neighborhoods between where our property sits and the strand. And we're going to encourage people to go and enjoy and meander in those spaces. The architecture is fantastic. You'll meet someone on their porch along the way. It's a great bike ride. So really trying to, to, push people to experience the island as a whole because it's, you know, it's obviously an incredible place and it's got a lot of, um, you know, surprises, I think, that people don't expect. 
Yeah. Uh, Chef Lila, I mean, let me, let me pivot back to you. I mean, talk a little bit about getting to know this city and, and meeting farmers and fishermen and, and kind of building your, your sourcing. What, what's that experience been like? It's been incredible. Honestly, you know, as we were speaking about before, uh, Galvestonians being a little bit suspicious from outsiders, I honestly haven't experienced a lot of that. I've just, you know, experienced really warm, welcoming vendors, uh, other chefs, uh, people that uh, have, you know, really wonderful businesses uh, in Galveston. They've all been just uh, very, very welcoming. Um, I, there is, the farmer's market is actually pretty incredible down here. And I've actually sourced some of my vendors from there. Uh, Jill from Jolly Farms, uh, she is there every Sunday. She'll be sourcing our chicken. Uh, we have Corderate Coffee. Uh, they are not funding, but they're sourcing their the coffee beans for our coffee program. Uh, yeah, it's it's been amazing. And then, you know, you mentioned that, you know, Justin, you kind of hired you for this project. I know he and Bobby Hugel were were involved for a little while and then they they kind of moved on to other tasks. But what from their time working with you sort of remains like what 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 was that experience like? It was it was wonderful. Um, it, it was wonderful to not only be uh, kind of mentored by Justin, but just to also have that feedback while R&Ding the menu. Uh, it really set up a, a good foundation for where I'm at now uh, and launched me to this transformative part where now it's full on with you know the owners, our GM, our beverage director to really create that as a whole and um, find my voice in my menus. So it, 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 it's been great, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is your. I mean, this is really kind of your first time, right? Kind of leading yeah, a yeah. leading a kitchen. So, sure. so I, I've done everything else under, but this is the 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 flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you you know, you said that you sort of aspire to own your own restaurant someday. I mean, what has this been like for you to kind of find your, you know, find your voice in in this context and kind of get this place ready to go? Um. It's actually shown me a lot about myself and how I face situations, you know, going and looking at that position, it, it can be intimidating, especially if you haven't done the executive chef role before and in a place that you haven't really worked for a long time, like Galveston, but this whole process has been amazing. Like uh, our team, how we've come together and, you know, how I've, been able to take what I've learned as well as, you know, learn new things about this island in and of itself has been, has been something that I'll keep for the rest of my life. So. And then, you know, Keith, you kind of mentioned you have some aspirations that, that this property will trigger some additional development. I mean, what is kind of your vision for your part of uh, your part of the island? Like, how would you like to see it evolve over the next couple of years oh man i have a lot of visions for it she's <laughs> <laughs> like where do i start <laughs> um you know what i'd love to see is is obviously you know there's a couple of empty spaces around this area and i think you know this this part of the seawall so we're on the very east part of the seawall it's the it's the end of the road or the beginning of the road depending on how you want to look at it and so i think it's actually the most 
you know, interesting, eclectic and beautiful area of the island. There are some spaces around here that I think are prime for, you know, another restaurant group to come in or, you know, smaller purveyors. I That's what I would love to see. But I think, you know, that Galveston is tricky, right? I think that folks from Houston either have a perception of it from like a trip from childhood or they've come down and, and been to, you know, Clancy's, which is not here anymore, or Rudy and Paco's, which are all like, you know, incredible establishments. And <clears throat> I think now folks coming down, this will give them a different perspective and hopefully us taking what is a risk, right? It's definitely a risk when you're starting out on a venture like this. It'll give other people, you know, that idea that, okay, I think that we can, we can do this in Galveston because it can be a hard place, right? Anywhere that gets hit by hurricanes like this, it's a tough spot, right? It's a barrier island. And I, I think that sometimes that turns people away. And I'm hoping what this will do is just give people a different front door into Galveston and, and incite some, some ideas that there is a consumer here who is, no pun intended, hungry for, you know, a variety of, of foods. And so I think that that's, that's our hope. I think there, I can think of five or six, spaces you know that that are prime for for opening something so fingers crossed some other folks will come down and and jump on the opportunity yeah because i you know i don't i don't get to galveston very often and so you know if you ask me like what's the best restaurant in galveston i'm not i'm not really you know i know rooting and pacos has been there for many many years and they opened that steakhouse number 13 a while back and i i think pier six kind of showed us that that Houstonians are kind of interested in a high quality kind of coastal dining experience. And so I, I think, I think there's a real opportunity for, for y'all to, to establish something that's a little different than, than what people expect. I mean, you know, you can, you can always go to, to Katie's or Guido's or, or whatever and, and have a giant platter of fried seafood, but, or, you know, a piece of snapper, but I do think there's an opportunity for something a little different. Yeah. And I think that we want people to come down multiple times. Right. And that we can't sustain that ourselves. Like, I think that there are great places to go now and I think there's room for several more. And so we're hoping that that critical mass will occur. And I think that if we can help introduce anyone into this space, we're, we're happy to do it and, and hopeful that that happens. So you're opening uh, November 10th, I think. Yep. So, so what's left? I mean, what do you, what do you have to do in the next two weeks to get ready? Whew. A lot. <laughs> now we're we've got all staff training starting tomorrow, so we're we're really excited about that. We've got, um, you know, we're just those final final checklists, right? There's a little splash of paint here that has to get fixed, or you know, these these minor things. But we're we're ninety five percent of the way there. There's always going to be something. We'll never be at a hundred percent, or at least I won't. I walk by every day and find you know one little nick that I want fixed. But you know, for the most part, we're there. And now it's about bringing a really, you know, compelling group of folks onto this team and, and getting them, you know, up and running in this space. So we're, we're really excited. We'll be opening November 10th. And then on the 14th, November 14th, we'll be opening the fancy. Chef, you're, uh, you're two weeks out from opening. I mean, are you, how do you feel? Are you, are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you ready? Uh... All the things, all the things. Uh, yeah. So I am super excited. Uh, it's kind of like where you've been waiting in line for a new game to come out <laughs> and you're like finally at the door. Uh, it's that, that kind of feeling. You're a little bit exhilarated, a little nervous, and you just want to, you want to open up the doors and kind of show people what we've been working on all these past months. Yeah. You know, I, 
someone observed to me many years ago that, you know, you could build a restaurant and you could design a restaurant and you can, you can train in a restaurant, but until you get people in and it sounds like a restaurant that like, that's when it's real. Like when, yes, it, when yeah. it sounds, <laughs> when it sounds like a restaurant, that that's when, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh it's so interesting because I've usually, my comfort zone has been in that operational, you know, standpoint of the restaurants already open, but like we're maintaining, it's busy. And it's been super interesting to see it more on the conceptual side of that opening and, you know, building the kitchen, where's the best places to put things and how is that service? It's, it's something that I haven't done before, and uh, it's actually a very enjoyable experience. It, it's like playing Tetris a little bit. So, all right. Well, I do have to say that brings me to the end of my questions. Is there anything you want to talk about that I haven't asked you about? One thing I do want to speak about is that um, with this starting up in Galveston is what I really aim to do is celebrate the ingredients and kind of the culture that Galveston already has, but just insert myself into it. I feel like I'm, you know, the new student that's arrived at school and is like trying to get in with the cool kids a little bit like, Hey guys, look at what I got. So I, during opening this and opening the fancy opening the gen, that's what I aim to do is really garner local people in their favor, as well as maybe show them something in a new light. Yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, do you feel any pressure to have like, I don't know, like black and snapper or, or fried shrimp or some of those other like classic things that we expect in Galveston restaurants or, or do you kind of leave that, leave that to the, to the other places and you'll, you'll do your own thing. No, I, I don't feel pressure, but I do I, I have snapper on my menu. It's just maybe not done in necessarily in the way, you know, that many have seen. Uh, I want to use the foundations of those ingredients that people love and we are utilized on this island, but maybe put my little, my little uh, quirk to it. I agree. I think, I think this is such an opportunity for the twist, right? I think that we, we can provide things that, you know, are accessible and, and people will feel comfortable with. And then we, we want to push people a little bit out of their comfort zone. I mean, one of the things that you know you all have a ton of in Houston, but we have a natural wine program, which doesn't currently, you know, it doesn't currently exist in Galveston. It's just not, you can't find it here. So that's going to be something fun, you know, introducing folks to those, you know, funkier orange wines or, you know, it's a, it's a very producer driven wine menu. And I think that's going to be really fun. I think people are going to I get people talking to me all the time about how excited they are. And I appreciate immensely the amount of support that, that people have thrown our way in the Galveston community. And so I think it's a, an opportunity to push people a little bit outside of their, outside of their comfort zone, which will be fun. Uh, well, Keith I, has a, a wonderful statement. She loves to say, it's like, instead of like these acts of service, they're winks. Okay. So we want to just give, <laughs> we want to, have these techniques and steps of service that, you know, you, you will be fam more familiar with maybe, maybe in Houston, but like just Galveston's way. Yeah. Let me, let me just say, I mean, I've, I've been sort of intrigued by this process, this project since I heard about it. Y'all have invited me to come down and 
you know, have dinner at the fancy and spend a night at the hotel. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Cause I, I don't have a, I don't directly have a personal relationship with Galveston. Um, but, but, you know, I've certainly had, you know, friends who studied at UTMB over the years and, and, you know, gone down there with, with family and friends for, for meals or weekends or getaways. And so, uh, you know, I, I do feel like there's a, there's a real opportunity here and, and, and I, I do have a sense that, you know, you've, you've committed quite a lot to, to making this go. So I'm, I'm excited to see it all come together. Well, and Eric, we're going to change that. You're going to have a personal relationship with Calvin. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time. I, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a native Houstonian, so it's, it's probably time. She's ready for you. She's definitely ready. For all right. Well, that seems like a pretty good place to wrap this up. Keith, give us the, the website and the social media for Hotel Lucene. Yeah, you can find us at hotellucine.com. Also information on the fancy at the fancy TX and same for our Instagram handle. So Hotel Lucine and then the fancy TX. So follow us there and we'll keep you updated on what's going on. And we we can't wait to have you down, y'all. Keith, Leela, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. Pleasure talking to you. That's great. You can follow me on Instagram at Eric Sandler. Keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week.